0: Welcome back to the triumphant return of the Ikecast. We've been gone for a couple of months. I think our last episode was December, right? But uh, we're back. Uh, you're with here Chris and uh, Ike. Hey, guys. Thank you for joining us. And yes, we are back. Yeah. And uh, I mean, we took a little bit of a break because there was a lot of stuff in between. You know, it's like we're, the, we're in March now and, um, you know, we were just dealing with so much stuff, you know. And then generally speaking, we like to take a break around Christmas. But, uh, like, this was, this was I think, the best time to come back, mainly because, you know, we get to talk about two very, very important topics, right? Um, you know, and we're going to jump straight into the war room. Um, and then for a happy place, uh, the Batman just came out, and we watched that, and so we'll give our review on it, our, our take on, on how it works, and, uh, and, like, all that stuff involved. But uh, let's go straight to the war room.
1: Yeah, let's do that. Um, so a lot, a lot, obviously, has happened since our last podcast, um, but, you know, we're really focusing on our current crisis that we're all going through, which is the Ukrainian invasion by Russia.
0: Yeah, I mean, so this is a little bit of historical context, right? This is something that's been happening on and off, realistically, for about, you know, eight years at this point, 2014 Crimea, right, the Crimean, you know, uh, annexation, We've, we've had, like, ongoing, you know, along the east border of Luhansk and, and South Boston, right? There's always been this tension between the Russians and the Ukrainians. Um, you know, the the U.S. has been, you know, uh, supplying uh, the, the eastern Ukrainian forces uh, since, you know, 2014, you know, and uh, we've, it's sort of been in the background, right? back burner, you know, side stuff that we never really get into. Uh, something, a little bit of, it ties into kind of like Putin's impetus, you know, like one of the reasons he gave was that, you know, uh I remember like part of the invasion plan was that the denazification of Ukraine.
2: Right,
0: right? And to some extent there is a small aspect of that that Putin is using some truth as legitimacy. It's not a reality like 100% reality. It's not like, you know, pre- you know, President Zelensky is a is a, is a neo-Nazi, but uh, in the western, uh, sorry, the eastern regions, the U.S. has been arming and supplying the Azov battalion. And the Azov battalion are neo-Nazis. The U.S. does this all the time. You know, they they arm whoever troops in their proxy wars, right? They'll do it in the 80s and arm the Mujahideen, right? They'll do it now and arm some, you know, neo-Nazis in, in eastern Ukraine. But that's not the impetus of war. Right, because this war, started, like if that was just right, we're going to annex Eastern Ukraine, and that was it. Then It's Crimea 2.0. It's it's Chechnya 2.0. It's Georgia 2.0. Right. Right. But what happened, you know, was last week and then towards the end of February, a whole lot of invasion happened. And I mean, here's the thing: the it's, and a unique scenario where the the you know Western media comes out and says this is going to happen. It's going to happen.
2: And
0: it happened. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's one of those unique scenarios where the U.S. tried to preempt an invasion by leaking it.
1: But nobody was, nobody, you know, they thought, oh, okay, you know what, Uh, the U.S. is just crying wolf, it's not going to happen. You know, uh, Russia was saying, no, it's not going to happen. And, um, you know, Ukraine was like, no, it's not happening. Everybody was like, no, no, no. It would be insane to do that right? Uh, But it happened. And the thing is, uh, you know, Russia or Putin uh, did it under the pretext of, uh, you know, recognizing two regions as independent, and then that they were going to help liberate them. And that was the pretext that they used for the invasion. But the intent was um, always to bring all of Ukraine under their umbrella. And uh, back within the fold of Russia.
2: Right?
1: Yeah, I mean, the, the pretext of war,
0: like, it well, was so foolish because yeah. they changed their, their ground, like, immediately.
2: Yeah.
0: And and now we're in this state where Russian forces are, and the Ukrainian forces are just battling it out, right? Different areas are constantly under, under attack. The Russians are bombing civilians. The Russians are...
1: I mean, they attacked a freaking nuclear plus yeah, well you know Chris I want to re- talk about that right so the um i hundred you know, percent what this is not going the way Putin expected it to go um you know the in intent was they're gonna come in fast okay. and then they'll be able to con- control and what they found was or you know the. the of resistance. I mean, you know, I think the ground troops were told, you're going to be welcome with open arms, and that's not what happened. There was, there was, you know, there was resistance to this invasion, and it seemed that resistance it has completely bolstered the, uh, the support for Ukraine. I think, you know what, if it was, if he would he achieved his objective, I think we would be in a different footing, but the fact that the Ukrainians have been strong in pushing back has given time for them to get more and more support. And you know, I you know, Putin also said that, you know, he's concerned about him you know, being circled by NATO. Uh, I think, you know, this invasion has just rather than, you know, I, I think it's pushed it into the opposite direction. I, I think even those nation states that weren't part of NATO, had been thinking, about maybe were sitting on the, the fence about it, they're seriously reconsidering membership. And so instead of a dissolution or a fracturing of NATO, I think what he's done is with the invasion has solidified it more and is actually, you know, helped to to bring more members within that um, organization. Yeah, I think about the foolishness of the Trump administration
0: and how they were, and how that administration was poking at NATO, you know, talking about, you know, leaving it, talking about, like, how NATO was, you know, is, is not, you know, like, just messing with it. And now more than ever, we see that NATO is incredibly useful. NATO is yeah. an incredibly important, you know, alliance of like minded and democratic nations.
2: Yeah. Right?
0: History has shown democracies don't fight each other. It's just, it's because, you know, when a war starts, it's not good for, an, uh, it's not good for, um, in administration, right? It's not good for the executive of any given country that's elected. Yeah. Over time, they will get, they will flip, and then the, 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 the people's, you know, sort of ebb for the war changes. You know, we have 2003 Iraq, everyone was for it. Guess what? Everyone freaking hates it now. Afghanistan, same thing, 20 years of a the war, they pulled out because, you know, the, the idea. Tired. Of, yeah, people got tired, tired, of it, tired
2: of it, right? of and it. We're losing lives.
0: Exactly, in administration change and, and everything occurs with it, the more, you know, dictatorial, the more tyrannical a nation, the less they have to listen to their people. So they can continue a war as long as it is profitable or as long as it is, you know, successful, right? They only quit when, you know, they try to save face in a, in a moment or they, yeah. they, they you know, they quit when they got nothing else, right? When their brother moves. Or, they, you know, they're taking over. Russia is in, this, is in a situation where
2: they can't quit, right? If they quit, it's it's the end of Russia.
0: You're gonna have well, not even the end of Russia, it's the end of Putin, right?
1: Yeah, he won't let that happen. Yeah, um, will
0: be he will be hit hardest by you know by by this type of failure. And to be very fair, this invasion has while it hasn't failed, it has it's it's now a sore mark in his eye.
1: Yeah, here here's the thing is I I do I, it. This is going to make him more, well, he's isolated as it is, right? But he's not going to see the, okay, you know what, cut your license, leave. No. He's going to see this as if I don't continue, it's going to be a massive failure. I'm not going to have that respect. Um, you know, I'm not going to be considered this uh, strong man that I've, you know, projected myself to be. But what? what's happening, so this is different from what happened in Georgia, Chechn- Chechnya, um, you know, Crimea, in that the the sanctions against Russia were uniform and they were swift, okay? They, it was, and we're seeing corporations, foreign corporations pulling out. In fact, I read an article um, the other day, Chris, where, you know, Putin has been telling companies, fine, you want to pull out, go ahead, pull out, but you have to keep all of your stuff here, who's going to do that? No company is going to do that. They're going to pull all of their resources, their IP out. They're not going to leave it for them to to um, bastardize and use and reverse engineer. No, that's not going to happen. So that's a pipe dream for him. Um, you know, it, unfortunately, the, you know, the people who are, you know, um, more immediately impacted are the citizens.
0: Well, that's the problem with all types of sanctions, and the sanctions here are done very, very specifically, not to cripple certain oligarchs or cripple certain industries. No, these are a wide-ranging, universal sanctions that are going to hit everyone. The oligarchs are going to survive because they got their capital everywhere else. But the point but, is, is to mess up. Yeah. It's it's to mess up citizens. It, it really is, is to make it to make it so problematic for their citizenship, right? That. The
1: citizens of Russia are going to be calling for people's heads. Right. I, but I, you know, would I would disagree with you to some extent when you say that the oligarchs are not going to be impacted because they all already impacted. Okay. Uh you know, their assets are being frozen. Um, you know, and um their their assets are being frozen, their uh use France and Germany They've um, confiscated two uh, super yachts that were, by, you know, owned by oligarchs that were trying to leave their waters. Uh, you know, now I think there's like five or six oligarch super yachts circling Maldives because they don't have an extradition treaty with anybody, but, or Maldives, uh, how you pronounce that, the country. I, and, I, I, you know, and... We have to keep in mind the olig- the reason why it's so important to hit the oligarchs is because they're the ones who are hiding, protecting Putin's wealth.
0: Yeah, yeah. Putin fundamentally relies on the structures that he's built in order to, you know, maintain and keep his his wealth and and every all the aspects of the infrastructure that he's built around him. Right. His his power base relies on that, and and the fact that he has created this oligarchy in Russia, where that he can, you know, use his cronies to, you know, create wealth, use his cronies to expand his influence, and then from there be in a fairly safe position. Now, Putin's whole thing is going to come down to how much money is he going to cost people? Right? How much is, like, Crimea cost people something, but Crimea was one of those things that you know, the West was like, okay, it's just an annexation, it's just a small thing, right? But this is no different than you know, 30s era, 30s era Germany, right? They allowed annexation and and capitulation, and there's a specific word that they use that Chamberlain did um, when it came to appeasement, yeah, they appeased, you know, you know, the Germans in in the 30s, right? Mm-hmm. You know, to prevent war, yeah. you know. Uh, we're we're looking at how how the UN is just as useless as the League of Nations. Yeah. Right? Um, And because of that, and really because of that, it's because there is no real strength and there's real no, there's no, and the UN is filled with essentially organizations that are opposed to each other diametrically, right? They're, and, once again, we're coming to another situation where Russia was appeased for too long and it thought it could take it all. It didn't, no doubt that Putin
2: like, yeah,
0: miscalculated and thought, nothing's going to happen from this. I'm going to sweep through Ukraine. And to be very fair, he would have meant condemnation, but the fact that the Ukrainians, have, the Ukrainians have been fighting and then holding him back for this long from the juggernaut that is the, the Russian invasion, right? it's only made it so that it's easier and easier to, to to enact
1: some stuff. Yeah. I mean it's you know it's it, there's so many interesting articles uh, that I've been reading about you know the the resistance by the Ukrainians uh, I you, you know and what the uh, what the uh, Russian invasion plan was I mean uh, you know the only way to go in and out was not through a a, a convoy you know uh, at all it was to fly in troops as fast as possible uh, and that makes sense now why they were bombing airports close to kiev right yep. is if they had gotten control of those airports they would have then had an ability sorry guys we're in the middle of a <laughs> i'm driving too and i can't get too close and um they've got some road work going on so apologize for that noise um but the the idea was that they needed to go in as soon as possible you know as quickly as possible drop special forces in um and be able to take control of kiev and that didn't happen the ukrainians were you know were able to um you know hold them off, hold them off um would not- you know did not give them the opportunity to land their troops so they had no choice but to start this convoy. I and mean, we know what happens with convoys, right? supply If you haven't anticipated it, then you're going to come up with a lot of...
2: Um, supply
0: issues, right? Exactly. And, and that's exactly about, what's happening. We, we, you know, you think about the supply chain issues in the United States and the problems that we've had. The Russians, their supply chain issues are
2: even more severe. Yeah.
0: Right? They have no access to any real... They don't really have any access to... Anything that they need in order to maintain this war, right? They've yeah. sort of gone through all of their uh, yeah. they sort of gone through all of their you know uh, allocated missiles for this. Yep. Yeah. Um. They're they're using up you know a ton of troops who are not who who. Here's the other thing, right? The biggest thing is also their their invasion force itself. The troops that they're using, all right? They're not in this for the fight. You know, you don't have like the morale already was nothing because these troops came in, you know, like Ukrainians will will bring us in with open arms, right? We're gonna walk in, you know, like Hitler in
2: Austria. Everyone's gonna be like, "Yo, the rock stars here." Yeah.
0: Right. But that wasn't the case at all. The Ukrainians have have pushed back enough, and they've turned this into now a bitter war, a guerrilla war, a guerrilla war of attrition. Yeah. Right. And Russia is the big dog, and you can do whatever it wants. Russia now is having to deal with on all sides, right? It has no one actively cheering for it, you know, so its allies are limited, right? It's got everyone, it's got a ton of people actively against it, right, Mm -hmm. working in a way to eliminate and and slow down whatever sort of things that they have. Their their industries are going to come to a halt. Their entire financial markets are, are, are losing it. Uh, the ruble's worth nothing the uh, international currency that they have is being pulled out en masse. Uh, this, their stock market has been closed for five days
1: Yeah, I, you know and um there's reports that are you know coming out that um you can't pull out the uh, any uh foreign funds there's low low number of dollars euros. Um, there's a cap on how much, so you can't, you know, you can take out ten thousand um, dollars and flee. And he's saying you can't, you can't leave the country, right? He is isolating his citizens who wanted no part of this, had no clue this was going on, right, and were just as shocked as the rest of the world when you know, the reports were coming in about an invasion. And he continued with Matini, it's not an invasion, we're going in to help out. And clearly, clearly that is not the case. Um, You know, they you know, citizens are, Russia are coming out, they are uh, protesting. Anybody who's protesting uh, is being arrested. They're arresting children, too. Um, You know, who are coming out against the war, you know, and, you know, police are coming to, they're they're looking at uh, whatever videos are out there going to citizens' homes. These are articles that I'm reading, you know, and uh, I don't know if you're on Clubhouse, but Clubhouse has a bunch of really good rooms that talk about what's going on. And on the ground, it's, and the reason why I say, you know, it's really good, it, it, Clubhouse has been really good is because you do get, uh, I mean, you have to understand which room to go in and listen, but um, Chris, you mentioned that you know they were they were attacking a nuclear plant well, Clubhouse was the first one to advise that they were attacking uh, and then i you know because I was watching because so I didn't see anything on the news feeds, and then thirty minutes later I think it was the Wall Street journal and then the washington post like and then um apple news i mean then we start i started seeing reports so you know, there's a lot of uh, – this is the other thing is we're in a war where social media is so um, prevalent that we are getting information through Twitter, Instagram, um, and, you know, Clubhouse a, in real time that even the news, um, the news and media, news organizations can't keep up with it.
0: Yeah, and, and like, the, the of the news get onto it and, and more importantly, like, share it, because
2: the, yeah. the attack
0: on the, the, the nuclear facility, that one was one of those clear examples of, like, oh, my God, are we going to go for Chernobyl 2.0 here? Right? All it takes is one wayward shell. You crack the, you know, the,
1: the reactor. You
0: crack the reactor, and all of a sudden, you have another open reactor core that's on fire, that's burning. Thankfully, it was just an administrative building, but if this was another scenario, they will, could have, you know, decontaminated another Chernobyl-level event, Right? in an active war zone.
1: Which was created by them. Exactly.
0: And, yeah, I'll throw it through. It's, this this situation has only gotten more dire, and more dangerous. You know, Putin is in a very, very precarious spot. And I only worry that, you know, dictators and tyrants like him work, you know, on the idea that they're strong you know, that, you know, you should there will be a moment that in order to maintain that he might call for more drastic measures. Now cracking a nuclear plant is a pretty drastic one. Uh, I don't suspect uh, people I don't I don't think that you know bombs are gonna fly through the air. I don't think we're gonna get nukes or right, anything like that. Um, because that's that's end world level apocalyptic stuff over something like this Ukraine, right? Putin's not gonna end the world because he loses there. Putin's just gonna, you know, hide off somewhere with his billions forever right? But Putin's gambit has failed because now, pretty much everyone is against Russia. We're feeling the pinch, though. You know, the oil pinch is hitting us, right? The oil pinch is hitting, hitting everyone else. But this is one of those scenarios where the collective good of, you know, just a little bit of sacrifice, a little bit of inconvenience, right, to take out you know, a regime like this, a regime that by itself has more nukes than all of NATO combined.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, what can I say? Defense defensive packs are the future, and the more people, the more the more people, then more nations that you can get in your defensive pack, the less likely those nations are going to go fight each other. And so, yeah, the expansion of NATO is is, is all but assured now, uh, against what we want. The expansion of of the EU, right, getting uh, Ukraine into the looks like it's going to happen all across the board I suspect that what Putin wanted which was an isolated Ukraine and a more powerful Russia that people were afraid of he his own actions have, have now essentially created this worst sphere
1: yeah uh, I mean I, I think this past week the EU parliament voted to expedite um, Ukraine's entry uh, I yeah And you know, Zelensky um, has been president. Zelensky has been requesting aid by NATO. Now, NATO can't go in unless their, you know, the invasion forces start coming towards a NATO nation. But they are um, supplying uh, the resistance, and that the I think that's the extent that they can assist at this time. Yeah, I
0: mean, this is now officially a proxy war the Ukrainians are being assisted by everyone, you know, against Russia, to some extent or another, and they essentially have to hold the line as long as they can uh, to allow the external pressures of the sanctions uh, and, the, the, you on know, the oligarchs, yep. right, The their accounts, the, the seizing of all their money and their assets,
1: right? Well, the oligarchs are div- divesting their assets uh, as much as possible, as fast as possible, Um, you know, um, whereas one transferred, you know, their real estate property into the name of their spouse. Uh, I think if you follow the money, though, I think that's still going to, you you know, based on, um, based on money laundering laws, and I'm pretty sure that, you know, if you can see the nexus and what the intent was, you can break that chain and still be able to go after those assets.
0: Absolutely, but you have to remember they're trying everything that they can but they think that can work. Try to shift it along. Eventually, it will just come to the point where it's, you know, pulling off assets. They can essentially seize assets for as long as they need to and then return them.
1: Yeah.
0: Right? And that will be eventually the, the goal is just to continue and mess up as much as the... Uh, mess these people up as much as they can. Obtain, you know, enough work and the and, and to effectively... You know, drive a hold into the Russian advance and make it, and just make this war too expensive for them to continue. They were already a country with, you know, a GDP that was less than that of Italy, right? And, and so now it's only really going to get worse.
1: It is, yeah.
0: So yeah, uh, this I think you can place in any of um, our, hearts, you know, hopes and prayers to. to this this entire thing ends soon, and I hope that you know the Ukrainians are able to hold on as long as possible in order to you know bleed Russia dry and leave Russia in a situation where it's in an extremely precarious and dangerous
1: position. Right, and when we say Russia, we're we're talking about the regime.
0: Yeah, uh, if, you know we we use these terms broadly, but they they only refer to specific regimes, right? Um, that. Uh, perpetrate these, these actions, these unjust wars
1: and these crimes. Yeah, our thoughts and prayers are with great.
0: Alright guys, and uh, sort of to switch it from there, we're going to go and do our happy plays, but uh, think we'll take a little break, right? And we're back to the iCast now leaving the war room with the horrific stories going on in the Ukraine. And to a little bit more of a lighter side, even if it could be, yesterday, on Friday, March fourth, it came out the Batman. This is a movie that I mean, you and I were talking about forever, just like just so excited about it. Right?
1: Yeah, it's um it's a, I, I guess a, a different take. All
0: right, so let's it, let's, right? Put, let's put some. Do you, you know, you hate doing review scores. Yeah. But I'm gonna do it, do it anyway. Uh, All right,
2: I'm gonna
0: do it. Anyway. Uh, okay. Out of ten, you're allowed to use point twos. You're allowed to use point fives. I don't care. All right? you're allowed to use stars. You can go you can say out of five stars it's six and a half Jeffries. I don't care. Give me a rating.
1: Okay.
2: Okay.
1: So uh, I think I'll probably give it a an eight point five. Eight point right. five? Okay. Right. Yeah, it's not it's it's a good movie. Uh, you know I'm a bit annoyed because uh, and we've discussed it, right? It's uh so it's about three hours, three and a half hours long three, uh, hours, three, hours. three hours long, right? And I'm annoyed because if Warner Brothers had given Zach, you know, if Zach was able to uh, release BVS, the director's cut, which was an additional 30 minutes, we would have had a different movie, right? He just got, like, dogged on because of um, DC executives at the time. So uh, my irritation is that, you know, executives, when they get involved, they mess it up, and then it's the... Director's fault for it, right? So, um, Matt Reeves, the Batman, it's a good movie. Um, uh, my annoyance is more from a, you know, the the executive's perspective. Mm-hmm. Uh, but overall, I mean, yeah, it was a it was a good movie. How, what rating would you give?
0: So I'm I'm closer to a nine. Um okay. I do have some uh, issues with it. Um, for a three-hour movie, it didn't. Have, it, here's the problem: is that there's a point in this movie where it feels like the movie's over and then it introduces the third act, you know, twist. Yeah. Right? It's like, as soon as we get to, yeah, there's a certain certain point where it's just, it feels like, okay, you've achieved the directive of the movie and then we come to the third act twist where uh, where an event occurs and, and that's now the rest of the film.
2: Yeah.
0: Right? And the problems with that, right, very basically are that like it, it feels like the movie is it, it's heading towards a conclusion, and then it doesn't. Yes. Right, and then it's like then it just continues and it stays a little bit long, and that's a small pacing issue. Uh, the third act, I think, is fine. I just think that the that, that there's a little bit of uh, some issues with pacing for a three-hour-long movie. Um, the beginning is very slow. Extremely. And, and I, I
1: pushed through it. Yeah, Chris. I mean, that was a.
0: And then it pushes onward. Yeah. The thing is, is that by doing a year two Batman movie, yeah. right? What you're real, what you're really doing is you're skipping an origin. All right, that's fine. We we know the Batman origin story, but it does feel like, right? It this the Batman feels like, um, it feels like the second movie in the trilogy.
2: Yeah.
0: Right. It feels like the Dark Knight, where it's like, all right, he's established. We know everything about him. He's working with the castle. It's working the Dark Knight. Well-
1: I don't know if necessarily he. By the end of it, he's working with the, with the cops, but prior to that, he's he's a vigilante. He's considered a vigilante, and only one cop is working with him. And you're right, it's the how did he develop that relationship with the one cop that's working with him?
0: Yeah, it's like there's a whole other movie, right, which is Batman Begins, essentially, <laughs> right? That we don't have, right? So just like how The Dark Knight ends in in a epic ground swell and change or the city, right? There's a whole new power dynamic and shift, right? This one falls a similar thing. It feels like the middle chapter because it is a dark, freaking movie all the way through. Yeah. Um, it's more, um, it's more violent than The Dark Knight was. It's, um, uh, I've seen it described like this, and I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna share this description. It is like if 1970s Francis Ford Coppola decided to produce a remake of Chinatown, right? done by the director of Seven, David Fincher, right? Uh, while listening to Nirvana. Because there's, like, two points where the same Nirvana song goes on. They yeah. reuse the same sort of Batman, um, theme that they set up.
2: Okay. Right? Uh,
0: a whole bunch. Um, uh, like, they, they they set up, like, this Batman theme, and they're like, Do we, might as well just, like, stick into it. It's a good Batman theme. Yeah.
2: Um,
0: and then, and then, like, like, they do a couple of really smart things. One, they they tie it more into the nature of, like, what is the city, yeah. right? And, oh, my God, this is the same city as the Joker. I know it's not in the same universe, but it feels like it. It yeah. feels like, like, the 80s Joker movie happened. Even some of the plot points are exactly the same, <laughs> right? Like, some of the plot point. imagine if, like, you know, because so I'll give you an example. The plot points are in the in the 2017 Joker film or the 2019 Joker film, right? Right. Let Let's go through some very basic stuff. Thomas Wayne's running for mayor. Yeah. Thomas Wayne's gunned down. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, like there's uh there's there's all this history of like the idea of Thomas Wayne being corrupt and and problematic, right? Yeah. And that's sort of like the new gauche thing going on with uh with um with uh, the Batman mythos, is now, like, going into Thomas and Martha Wayne, and go like, maybe they're actually not as good as we think they are.
1: Right, and they were gunned down for a reason. Yeah,
0: maybe, you know, they were gunned down for
1: a reason. Are they the new Marty and Wendy? Perhaps. (laughs) Sorry, we're watching, we're going through Ozark right now. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, that was a side reference. (laughs) Yeah, but nevertheless, we have this,
0: like, functionally it's very similar, right? Where it's like this, and also some of the shots, the nature of what the city looks like, it looks like that '70s era city that grew up a little bit more and is a little bit more crappy, right? Yeah. Gotham is worse than ever, right? Yeah. And it's one of the problems, like one of the things about um, that the you know Nolan's trilogy did was that it showed two sides of the city, right? It showed that upper class, everything is nice part of the city, and then it showed the underground and the, the crappy part of the city, right?
1: They didn't do that here. No,
0: this one the, all the city was shit. Like, yeah, I'm like it was crappy. Yeah, yeah, it's it's like the it's like I didn't know Gotham was Detroit. <laughs> right yeah. I thought Gotham was like supposed to be New York, right? Where it's like it's got some C D elements, some not so C D elements. Right? But this is like an ultimate C D thing. Um, another situation where where Ben we so, like...
1: Chris, I would just say Detroit, I mean it's you know, suburbs are really nice. Yeah, I, don't, I don't know. Yeah, something about Gotham, though, yeah. they
0: never show any suburbs of Gotham. Yeah,
1: that's never yeah. Gotham
0: is a city without any suburbs, for some reason. Well,
1: it's always been like that,
0: right? Yeah. Um, and it, when you break it down, there's some, like, huge changes to the ba- Batman mythos to, to, to fit into this the thing. I've always felt that, like, there's three characters in any Batman movie that you really need to get down, Mm-hmm. And if you don't really get them down, you do suffer from it. So, this uh, one of the characters is Gotham City, yeah. right? You need to get it down. You need to like have people understand what the nature of this Gotham City is. It going to be that neo, you know, weird ass gothic thing that uh, Tim Burton had going on, right? Is it going to be um, Chicago mm-hmm. slash New York slash Pittsburgh that uh, Nolan had going on,
1: yeah,
0: right? Or is it going to be like, what this movie is, which is, like, just a lot more hardcore, a lot more crappier, very British-inspired, mm-hmm. um, also, yeah. for some reason, it's always raining in Gotham, like, yeah, guys, really. yeah, it, the whole movie, it's raining, it's like seven, right, they're always, it's it, the whole yeah. movie's raining, um, these are not critiques, I'm just trying, I'm, I'm just trying to, like, you know, get through,
2: like, the characterization. It's very dark, yeah. uh,
1: visually, it's dark as well, like yeah. you very rarely see any light, yeah. and I don't know if that's, you know, the... The whole play, uh, the undertone is that this is a very dark, um, hopeless place.
0: Yeah. The the every Batman film has a color scheme, right? You know, whether it's you know black and blue. I would say that Nolan Batman films really played with the black and yellow. Yeah. Um. They, not like you know, just of suit, but in terms of like its coloring of the city, like uh, yeah. uh Gotham was very yellow, like like it was like, yeah. like putrid. Yeah. Right, and then all that stuff, and then it was getting better, like sunshine. Yeah. Um, this one is black and red.
2: Yeah. Right.
0: It's like this is black and red. That's the like that's the sort of like color thing that we're going for. Um, some huge, here's some good highlights that I want to point out. I think that finally they did the smart move and they brought Catwoman in, and she is as comic accurate as ever. Yeah.
2: Like,
0: they brought Catwoman in in a very effective manner. Catwoman is a character that you know you bring in. Everyone else when they brought her in is always later. It's Catwoman works best when you bring her in Batman year one style. She's working, you know, like, she's with the Batman.
1: Yeah.
0: Also, uh, something in the movie that no one ever once calls him Batman. Yeah. Uh, no one calls him Batman. Uh, they should, she came close. She called him Batboy. Yeah, Batboy. She, but, you know, what's a good, hey, Vengeance, right? Yeah. Like, that's the way, like, because he, he, whenever someone asks him what he is, right? He's Vengeance.
2: Yeah.
0: Right? And so, no one really called him the Batman. Um, uh, like there's a whole bunch of like like so Catwoman they did good. Penguin, perfect.
1: Yeah. I was uh, I I think they nailed him. Yeah,
0: and uh, and you know what, there's, they did a lot of good work in that. This is a movie with a ton of villains in it.
1: Yeah.
0: Right? But they but you knew which ones were the main ones and which ones are coming up. Yeah. Right? Well, you, yeah, yeah. They, they 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 took the appropriate amount of time to set up, all right, well, hold uh, on this guy's not a villain yet but he will be. Yeah. <laughs> right? But he's not there yet, but he will be. So the Penguin, uh, you know, the Iceberg Lounge, 44 Below, like, all of that was done, ripped straight up we the comics, and great. Selina Kyle worked. And, um, uh, I'm going to say right now, the uh, Gordon in this film is serviceable.
2: Uh-huh.
0: Uh, he's not Gary Oldman level good, where Gary Oldman brought in, really brought in a lot of depth to the character. Yeah. Right? Um, this one is just the Gordon that we always knew. Like, like, he's it goes to I say like Zack Snyder's work. It's like, you know who Gordon is. There you go, this, yeah. is, Gordon. this yeah. is Gordon this is
2: Gordon.
0: right, so like that one like those are things that I think work very well. I uh, think the mob aspect of the movie works well. I think the mystery is very good, even though I figured it out in about five seconds. Okay. Um, because it's not it's not that it's not that hard. <laughs> right? right? Um like the, the like you're, what you're really doing is watching Batman unravel things. It's not meant for you to unravel things, yeah. Uh, right? Because this is there's not like a, it's, this is not like knives out where it's like who done it. It's like we know who did it. We know like what's the thing. It's just we're we're trying to piece it together the way he is. Yeah. Right. And like we already know from the Mendoza who it's going to be and whatever, but then, that's not the problem, right? But it's like when they were, like um, there's a thing, right? The the flying rat. Yeah. Right. Right. Yep. One of those things. I was like, okay, well, flying. That leaves only a certain amount of things, <laughs> right? That's and then right. I was like, okay, well, I know. <laughs> because is, I've seen freaking The Departed. Okay. I know yeah. who I. When they, as soon as they go like on, oh, there's this, there's that, there's that. I've seen The Departed. I know. The, I know how this works. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Um, it wears its. Uh, it wears its influences on its sleep? Right? And, um, it really is, like, all these mishmash of, like, really cool ideas put together. And, if, and to me, it's a great, it's a cool little movie. Um, and, and w- here's the thing, though. It's totally unfinished. Right? Like, yeah. this movie... It,
1: yeah, it, there's a... Yeah, there's a second act, at least.
0: Yeah, no, there's another, like, there's a whole other story coming up in Yeah. Right? Um, uh, 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 we'll, we'll we'll leave it at that. I'm going to get into spoilers uh, later. So yeah, you were an 8.5. I'm at a nine. Uh, my issues with this movie are are really just like there's some pacing issues. Um, Pattinson, he's he's a really shitty Bruce Wayne. Yeah. Uh, and hopefully they change that because the uh, like I hopefully what they're trying to build is the idea that he is neglecting that half of him. Right. He thinks the only way to cause any level of change or effectiveness to the world around him is through focused violence,
2: mm-hmm. right?
0: Um, and, that's like, that's where his belief system is at currently,
2: yeah.
0: right? Yeah. I, however, I'm on the, but for me, it's like, there's always been one, like, the the character of the Batman done perfectly, but the one character that I think that most freaking Batman adaptations fail at is Bruce Wayne. Yeah, uh, although,
1: uh, you know, and I've said this to you, uh, I thought that Ben Affleck's Bruce Wayne was decent
0: no, so I think Ben Affleck is the only one who actually, uh, who actually did Bruce Wayne justice. Uh, yeah. I, I even say Christian Bale wasn't a good Bruce Wayne. Like, yeah, no, he was, yeah he I. know. he was a great Batman, but but Bruce Wayne always suffered uh, because he's essentially like he spent. They don't ever spend enough time on Bruce Wayne We're out there developing doing, him. Yeah, you know, developing Bruce Wayne and his and the way he interacts with the world. Around him. Right. This one is a, a shot in Bruce Wayne, and he's not there yet. Where ben Affleck's Bruce Wayne was an individual who, who played that Party Boy Lifestyle. Everyone knew who he was, right? right. He was all these dirty, shady places. He's
1: like, that's Bruce Wayne, man. He's a dirty, shady fucker. Yeah, right. Well, right. And, and the thing with um, Pattinson's Bruce Wayne, I, I mean, they allude to it that he's, he's a recluse, right? He's yeah. extremely recluse. So uh, hopefully they'll be able to bring that in. Yeah, I thought that his Bruce Wayne was weak. Um, um, I, I'm a Batfleck fan. Uh, I think Ben Affleck has done, you know, the role of uh, both Batman and Bruce Wayne justice. So again, pissed, that, and annoyed, you know, that uh, Warner Brothers just like threw.
0: Yeah, I would love but to see Batman, uh, Ben Affleck's Batman. I know it's never going to be a thing anymore, but despite that, right, this Batman is is there. He okay. One of the things that. Um, so, like, if you've seen BBS, you know, the warehouse white scene. Yeah. Batman is one of the highlights of that movie. Yeah. one of those shows, like, oh, this is why he's the Batman, right? right. He will just, And this one, he's not that guy yet who can wreck a room, right? He's but he goes
1: bit... pretty close.
0: Yeah, he's pretty close. He's very good at, like, yeah. you know, crawling. but he doesn't have that free-flow perfection that, you know, we, we saw in, like, the Ben Affleck stuff because he was more like what we saw in, the uh, yeah. yeah. Arkham
1: Right. But he's also not a muscular Bruce Wayne. Like, Bruce Wayne is a big guy, too. Yeah.
2: Like
1: When you take off the Batman armor, because of his armor, it's just... Yeah. It's just going to do... Here's
0: the thing, though. There's one sequence in this movie, and I, I say it. Uh, it's, it's now the end thing. Everyone's going to have to have a hallway sequence now. If you're, if you're going to be the most badass person ever, you need a hallway sequence uh uh-huh. Right? Whether you're right. Darth Vader or Luke Skywalker, in this case, Ricky, what's it called? Uh, is this
1: where he was running? And... No,
0: no, this is in the in the dark when the, the lights turn off. Oh, yeah, clock, yeah,
1: yeah. And yeah. The, you
0: know, <laughs> the only thing we see is, like, the gunshots. Right. And I was like, I... this is a great hallway sequence. Yeah, yeah. That was a great
1: hallway sequence.
0: And I was like, everyone needs a hallway sequence now. They're, they're killing it. Um, yeah, all in all, it's like, no, the Batman is great. I love the... Uh, I, I love the movie. I think that, I, I, here's the thing, I want to see, I want to watch it again, but I'm going to give it some time.
1: Yeah. Right. I couldn't go back and watch it immediately. No.
0: It's like, this one, I, I want to give it some time. I definitely want to watch it again. Um, we watched it in the theaters. Uh, I want to watch it sort of my theater where I get to really just like take it in, right, and, and, you know, have some fun with it. Um, yeah. but, uh, nevertheless, you know, it's it's one of those movies that, I know, I thought it was great. Um, and I thought that it really, it, it, it is it is a different take, and I'm cool with that. I like that, you know, that we can do a different Batman every time, you know, we change the actor, and we can do a different movie, right? And we can do this interesting thing. And in this universe with Batman, we have a Batman who is dark, right? A truly dark Batman in a dark, you know, Gotham that, you know, really looks messed up. Uh, I've got, uh, I love the Batmobile
2: yeah, when I they get first it. Showed it off Yeah.
0: And like you see, like he turns what they got. It's like it's like glowing red. It's just like yeah. this thing's alive and it's angry. <laughs>
1: yeah, <laughs> I enjoyed
0: that. That was a good one. Right. And then, yeah. Uh, there was that. Uh, there's a lot of great like uh, sequences, chase sequences. Um, you know, really on the edge of my seat sort of stuff. Um, a couple of really great, uh, you know, fight sequences. Uh all of that. Uh Andy Circus as um Alfred. Alfred. Not that strong. Uh he is he he's just Alfred. He's serviceable, but he's not uh Michael kane He's not even freaking what it called? Um uh, he's not even uh I I, I wanna uh, say scar, but <laughs>
1: uh Jeremy Irons yeah, he's not
0: Jeremy Irons, yeah. You know what,
1: Of all the Alfreds, Jeremy Irons Irons, it was the best of my opinion. I you might be a Michael Keaton fan, but uh, Jeremy Irons.
0: Yeah, our, Jeremy, are, Irons okay. G- Jeremy Irons, Jeremy uh, Irons, Alfred was great because he is he's the Alfred who does like all of his tech stuff.
2: Yeah.
0: Right, and then at the same time he's snarky as hell with Batman. Right. Going yeah. you know, like, come on, bro. <laughs> it's like, it's like I'm I'm old enough. You're old enough. You should know better, right? Right. And this one, he's more of he's more of a mentor. Right. But he's like his whole thing is. And, and they really lean into the fact that he's a freaking once it like. Though he's a butler, like he's just straight up a
1: secret agent. Yeah, and then he's you know because like, he's the one who took, took care of Bruce, you know, the, or the Wayne Empire. I, I mean, that's that's what they allude to, right? Where yeah. he's he takes care of things while Bruce can go and and be Moby. Yeah. <laughs> or Batmany. Yeah.
0: Right. And uh yeah. But he
1: did not say I am Batman.
0: No, he didn't say I'm Batman the entire movie. He didn't even call himself Batman. No, he didn't. Uh, so what can I say? This might like he's the Batman and hopefully they'll they'll do something with the next one, like the Batman, you know, something, whatever the title. Uh or the Kate Crusader. Okay. And the last one, you know, maybe just call it the Dark Knight again and get one hyped. <laughs> um like, like, if they could reuse the same title and watch everyone lose their things, right? Like, Dark Knight 2025, everyone goes like, oh, God, <laughs>
2: it's happening again.
0: Nolan, where are you? Um, uh, I really like a lot of it, but, like, so this is a Batman who's missing a lot of stuff. So whereas in Batman Begins, we see him getting everything that we know that he gets. Yeah. Um, Whether it's his, you uh, know, bl- so, like, this Batman, his his cape does not work for flying, so I have no idea why he has. Yeah. Right? right. He yeah. uses, uh, he uses like, uh, uh, one of those, uh, base jumping suits. Yeah. Okay.
1: Um,
0: his, uh, grapple gun is not, uh, necessarily a grapple gun. It's more like a grapple gauntlet. Um, he yep. doesn't have,
1: um. I, that didn't bother me. He like, doesn't have yeah. batarangs. Yeah. Not yet.
0: Yeah. He doesn't have a batarang yet. His, um, his, his, his chest piece is, is essentially like his, like, bat knife. <laughs> Yeah, uh, which I thought I was thought that was cool. Yeah, I was like cool. actually,
1: as he takes it off and puts it back in, yeah. did I just see that happen? Yeah, I was like, all right, that's pretty cool. It's like he's, yeah. like he's
0: got his gadgets everywhere. Um, he's definitely like he, he's a he's a very interesting sort of. Uh, yeah, he's a definite. I, I'm really interested in, in where this is going, and and so all in all, like when you, when we go through it, uh, and no, One final thing, right, Riddler. What do you think
1: about Paul Dano's Riddler? Um. I mean, there wasn't a lot that, you know, for – I mean, yes, they, they've introduced him. I don't think there was enough for me to really make a complete judgment call here. But it's um, it's interesting. I mean, we've talked about the, his look is different. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I, – I don't know. I think, you know what, we need more of him to really make a I, – I think there's a lot of potential there.
0: Yeah, I mean, so – Like, when he's, as the Riddler, he plays, essentially, Jigsaw the entire movie, Uh, like, from the song series. He's, like, constantly, like, just capturing people, killing people, putting them in, you know, crazy, like, sort of traps within themselves. Um, This is the
1: Riddler. Yeah.
0: Yeah. He's not, um, he's very unsure of himself. Um, Like, he he plays him, like, essentially, like a person who's high on the spectrum.
2: Yeah.
0: Right? You know, like, someone with severe, you know, Asperger's and autism high on the spectrum, can't handle, you know, like, can't handle any sort of criticism, mm-hmm. right, um, like, he, they, they play him off in a one, play, play him off one way, and, and I, I want to see if, like, they ever want to continue with the character, right, and, uh, and go forward, because, uh, and they introduce some other characters in this, that hopefully they come back in some means or another. hmm because, you know, this is a Batman movie. Certain people just have to be in it. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah, they do.
0: You know, certain people just have to be in it.
1: Yeah, well Batman can't exist without right exactly. without them. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah. but yeah, what can I say? I think they're they're building this idea of like a rogues gallery, right? And they're like if they do something really cool like in future Batman films just going insane with it and having a face, face not one, not two, but like freaking like seven, six like a whole bunch of villains all at once, right? And they're kind of alluding to that with the ending of this movie tying into, and this is spoiler territory, something very much like No Man's Land. And so we get into spoiler now, territory now. This is the final bit. You can jump on here. Uh, well, you know, th- that's cool. We've gotten everything that we need to say. I wanted to now just touch on this bit of spoiler thing that I want to talk to you about. Is that at the end of this movie, uh, Riddler's final plan is inactive. Right? And the world, you know, everything is watched in horror as Gotham is flooded. Yep. Right? Uh, because of the Renault project and everything, they all tied it nice and together, you know, Gotham is now flooded.
2: Yeah. Right? With the
0: with the, the flooding of Gotham we now have um this whole area of Gotham that is lawless. Yeah. And that was will become lawless and there will be individuals are now gonna to try to you know, take control and take, uh, take a little, uh, you know, use this chaos to, to their advantage, right? And this ties very directly into uh, part of one of the comics called No Man's Life, where, and, and even to, to some extent, like Batman Arkham City, the game, where there's a section of Gotham that's now lawless, that individuals, that the criminals are now going to try to carve up for themselves. And the only way to survive in this New thing is to is to gang up and group up, right? We saw in this movie like Riddler's crew for the first time, right? They they wore his, his 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 thing. They did what they needed to do. They were armed with crappy rifles, you know, bolt action rifles, whatever, and and they were problematic, right? Right. The final one, um, uh, we see Penguin looking out, going, all right, this, you know, there's a chance here, right, to carve out something of your own. Yeah. Um, you know, it's like, like Batman just he he does know that like, you know, it's like things are about to get a lot darker. Yeah. Right. Things are gonna get worse.
1: He's gotta stay.
0: Yeah. He goes like, there's no way out for me. It's like it's you gotta go in a little bit deeper now. And so yeah, we we we're seeing into, we're really seeing into what's coming up, what's what's gonna what's gonna come to a head. Um, and what can I say? They're definitely doing another Batman movie. Uh, this movie will be, we'll do Gangbusters. Right, and it is good through and through this is a good movie um and uh it's gonna it's gonna do well, but we to watch at the theater that we're in for for something that I haven't heard in a long time where people clapping at the end of the movie, yeah,
1: I was actually surprised. I haven't heard that in a really long time,
0: yeah, and so yeah, uh, and uh, a little bit of continuing spoilers uh the the guy that we said was in the movie, it was clearly the fucking joker. <laughs> It's like, yeah. the, you know, Barry Cohen uh, was in there, uh, you know, doing his, his joker, going like, hey, you need a friend. <laughs> yeah. Um, And do you know what this actually is the most uh, equivalent to, in my opinion? This this entire movie is like watching Telltale's The Batman game. Because,
1: I haven't played any of the games, so. So, Telltale's I can, uh... The Batman
0: game is very similar to this. It's like Thomas Wayne's bad, blah, blah, blah. But they do something in that which no one has ever done in the Batman series because it's supposed to be an origin, right? And in the Telltale Batman game, uh, midway through, you know, um, Bruce um, is knocked out and he's sent to Arkham because he essentially was drugged and he has an episode and they send him to Arkham. And there, he's getting like, like everyone's like screwing with him, and, but there's one person who defends him. Is that Joker? Yeah. It's, it, he's a guy who doesn't know who he is, just a smiling dude. who goes like on, buddy. It's like you and I. Let's work together. You know, and it's him and he goes like, "Listen, I need to get out of here." He goes like, "Sure, man, I'll help you out, right?" It, and it, what it is, it's a strange friendship between the Batman and someone who will later become the Joker,
2: mm-hmm.
0: right? And I think we might be there as well,
2: right? Okay. Yeah.
0: So uh, I think that's uh, what we want to say about the Batman. I think we're uh, we're all just really we really liked it, and uh, I want to I want to see it again we do
1: it's going to be amazing yeah i agree i enjoyed it um overall I like it i agree with you in terms of pacing and that's why it i didn't give it a higher rating is because the first 23 minutes was a huge struggle for me yeah it was very slow yeah but it, it once it
0: hits its stride it gets yeah
1: once it hits its stride you're like fully engaged but the, the setup was way and this is why i get annoyed because you know what if Snyder was given that opportunity with BVS, we would have had something completely different.
0: Yeah, and people, I think, would have enjoyed it a lot more.
1: Yeah. yeah. But on that note, thank you so much for joining us on our happy place, and thank you for having us back, tuning in. Yeah, see you and guys. And na- on, on that note.
2: Can't stop the signal, guys. See ya. See
1: ya.